Hey guys, so guess what? Fun fact, I recorded our audio for this episode through the computer speakers because I'm a noob at recording, which means that for episodes 7, 8, and 9, you guys might not hear the dulcimer tones that you're used to. However, for the next ones, if you bear with us, we are back to recording through our microphones. So just wanted to give you that caveat, stick with us, and it'll get a little bit better. But we wanted to keep the content for these episodes because it's pretty dope. All right, see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thinks. Welcome to the pod! Yay! Shit y'all three, thanks. I think I'm gonna... Remember how I said I was gonna beatbox? Oh, shit. Nuh-uh. No, like... Oh, no, no, don't get excited. (laughs) No, don't get excited. Oh, I thought you were doing it just then. (laughs) Let me actually see if I have any talent for this. Oh, God. Live here in the pod, we're gonna see... Well, live in our eyes. If I have any talent beatboxing. Are you guys ready? Okay. I've never done this before. Oh, shit. I'm beatboxing. I'm beatboxing. Is that it? Uh, maybe a little. I think you had a little bit to grow, though. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do it, you guys. I'm going to, by the end of this, y'all are going to be like really impressed with me. If we have a live show, you're going to like beatbox us out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bob. <laughs> okay. So, what's up, everybody? Oh, I'm going to remember to do the thing. Remember to support us on our Patreon. If yes. you. Please, please help us, help us do more of this. Help us, help us help you. Help me. We're poor. (laughs) If you give any shits at all, (laughs) consider it. Uh, It'd be cool. Patreon.com slash shooting things. And again, email us any funny stories, requests for topic areas. Right. If you have clarifications, like if, on the stuff that we have done and you're like, well, after listening to this, like, I have a question. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. We can, we can throw down. We're doing full disclosure. We're doing like 10 episodes before we release and then we'll do weekly after that. So we may be later in your eyes than you kind of see it coming out. So it might be in some of the later episodes that we start getting to questions and returning to certain topic areas, but we wanted to. It's not that we're not addressing anybody who's been on our Patreon. It's that we're, we're still making these and haven't put anything out there in the world yet. Yes. We're going to put, we're going to put it out there when we have a ball list. You yeah. Like that word. Yeah. That's fancy. Ball list. <laughs> ball list. <laughs> ball list with the ball list. Anyway. It sounds kind of uh, dirty. It does kind of sound dirty. Ball list. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop saying Yeah. Let's, let's, let's leave that word behind. <laughs> Moving on. So what's good for you this week? Tell me stuff about you, stuff you like, whatever. So my what's good this week is just showers. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Dude, I've I... been meaning to tell you. Like, girl, oh. you stanky. No. Oh, <laughs> shit. No. Totally oh, no. <laughs> totally it's so, possible. Tell me about uh, showers. No, showers are just, uh, they're so rejuvenating. I've been actually really kind of trying to use them as like a way to cleanse or release like after work. Um, I try to come home and take a shower mm-hmm. and try to kind of just wash it all off. Mm-hmm. Like all the emotions, all this, all, everything that was felt icky. Yeah. I, like, actually... I mentally visualize it like coming off. Yes. It's funny that you say that because literally just this week I've prescribed a couple people a visualization exercise where they where they like literally imagine pulling gunk off of themselves from the yes. day as a ritual to kind of close out the day. Yes. And we know that rituals for ending and beginning stuff actually help you make a cognitive shift mm-hmm. to feel better in the new space and to fully engage in the new space. Right, right. So then you're not coming home and still caught up in your work life and you can fully engage with home and what's going on there. Absolutely. That's cool. I like that. Showers are good. They That's are. Good and week. I've actually prescribed visualization too, like not just with showers, but like wiping your arms off, like get home and like, just like, sh- yeah. 
again, I'm not somebody who can literally close my eyes and see things, but I can still kind of mentally, emotionally sort of imagine, you know what I mean? Like I just tell myself I'm doing it. So you if you know? can't see it, just tell yourself you're doing it. And that's, that's good enough. Right. The right. Starting point. Yeah. You can say it like a mantra yeah. out loud. Did, are you the one who told me the, imagine that there's like kind of a light around you and then you like cinch the basket of light yeah that was me yeah 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 yeah. that's another really good visualization this one's like to prevent stuff from getting in you imagine there's kind of like a i don't know like a a light of some color or kind that's around you in like a basket weaving type pattern and then when you don't want things getting in you imagine the basket cinching shut right when you walk into like public spaces or anywhere where there's people Imagine those things closing. Or I also like to like basically envision yourself as like a disco ball. You know I mean like reflecting. And, and yeah. So whatever people throw at you is going to bounce right back at them and it's not going to break, break through. I love that. Disco ball. Wah, wah. Get, get j- jiggy with it. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of more yeah. like straight up, you know, staying alive, staying alive. Oh, fair enough. Tab of the way you lose your walk, you're the latest man. No time to talk. <laughs> anyway. Yikes. So what's good for me this week is that, as you know, I am a Vidya gamer. I enjoy the Vidya mm, games. That. I know, I know. You do not like them. You do not like them. I just like don't them. have the hand-eye coordination, honestly. I think I could like them if I if my fingers could figure it out. But my brain and fingers can't connect in that way. In what way are they connected? In a way that they can hold a pencil and type, and that's about it, okay? Uh, Yeah, well, I've always kind of, as you know, I kind of played video games from a young age. I actually attribute video games for my problem-solving skills. That makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I did a lot of, like, puzzle games and stuff like that. It can be good socialization skill building. I mean, there's there's stuff that you can benefit from it, sure. I think you are overestimating the amount I talk to other people playing (laughs) video games. (laughs) It's like a solo activity. Okay, okay. But I will say um, it's really neat because these days video games are starting to try to attempt to talk about mental health. Yeah, so there's one that I was recently playing. It's called Celeste. And it's about this, like, kind of young girl who's trying to climb this mountain, Celeste. Mm. And as she is climbing the mountain, she kind of divides into two people. Say what? Yeah. And and one person is who she, like, really is. And it's, like, a lighter kind of color patterned. And then there is, like, a negative space version of herself that looks like her shadow self. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Like, her shadow self. And it talks negative to her while she's climbing the mountain like i can never do this we'll never get up there you're a fool like you're never gonna get there because you've got Ah. panic attacks and it talks about in the video game her realizing that this other part of herself is just really scared and needs to be comforted and like reintegrating this part into herself it's really cool that is really cool yeah oh i love that yeah and so it's just I think video games are a really underrated way that they talk about mental health. And there's this other one, too, that I recently played. This one's a little darker. It's called Sanua's Sacrifice. And it's it this... sounds darker. It has the word sacrifice in it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty creepy, but it's amazing because they actually consulted mental health professionals like psychologists wow. and psychiatrists to make this video game. And oh, if I could get that job, you guys, if anybody is listening to that does video game stuff, consult yeah, yeah. me. We will totally consult. Oh my God. I would, I would do that in a That's heartbeat. That's cool. But basically what they did was the video game is about this Viking lady. Oh my God. I think my husband has played this and I watched it. I actually, this was one I actually enjoyed watching him yes. play. Cause I was like, what? It was like a storyline. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's basically her husband is killed and she's going to go retrieve his soul from hell. Yes. She, okay. I, I, I've, I've legit just watched him play it. I didn't play it, but it's cool. Yeah. So basically what it does is it models psychosis. Yes. So like when somebody is experiencing hearing things or seeing things that aren't there and she uses hearing things and seeing things that aren't there like they told her she had a sickness but she actually uses it to discover and unlock patterns and keys to getting his soul untrapped and it's really accurate like the way that that they portray it mm -hmm, the way that light Mm -hmm. and shadow plays and then makes some kind of image or pattern actually really does mimic mimic a lot of times what what, psychosis is like yep Yeah, yeah the way that kind of voices will grow and then they will dissipate when you're looking at something good and bad. Like if you're doing poorly in the video game, it will kind of 
the voices will start and do all this negative talk and they'll get louder and louder and louder. Or if you're doing something positive, if you have a good instinct, it'll kind of like come at you with that voice. Ah. And this is a very, it's like clues and hits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway. That's cool. Yeah. I, I just dig it. wanted to talk about like, yeah, there is a, a space now growing for mental health. I do not know why video games is the one that started it, but. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. No shade. I'm a people. <laughs> Me and my people. So anyway, moving on to cool. the outside of podcast experiments. Would you, would you try out? Um, I failed at reviewing my values, guys. I, I didn't take the time. I'm just going to be real. I just didn't take the time. That's okay. <laughs> no worries. But I'm still doing pretty good with my meditations and breathing. Uh, there were definitely several times that I had to breathe through some frustrations. You guys, I'm so proud of myself. I have really gotten really far in my road rage issues. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, I used to be that person who was literally screaming in the car. I mean, I came from a really small town, guys. Um, like, 500 ish mm -hmm. barely mm -hmm. um and so moving to a big city was really a hard thing for me to mm -hmm. deal with freaking people disrupting my path uh -huh. <laughs> yes. yes you know uh so i'd be that person to scream in my car and the other day i was so i i caught myself getting frustrated and i just breathed and then it was like i was i was like oh it's like oh my god i did it i did and, i did the thing and to to be fair i want to i want to share my internal di dialogue with that Mm -hmm. So how I started to work on this is I would recognize like my, my hands would start getting clenched. My jaw would start getting clenched. And, and yeah, sometimes I would literally be screaming in my car or, or making some hand gestures. Mm -hmm. And so you notice the body. cues. I first. noticed the body cues first. And so then what I do is I take some deep breaths and then I ask myself, okay, Michaela, do you know what's going on with that person? Maybe they're on their way to the emergency room. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe something happened and that's why they're driving like a fucking prick, right? They're trying to get somewhere <laughs> really quickly yeah. because shit's, shit's hitting the fan. They're yeah. like, I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. And then I ask myself, Michaela, do you have control over how that person drives? No, no, you do not. Unfortunately, I do not have a giant truck that can just drive over everybody. So mm -hmm. I cannot control mm -mm. or change anything. Mm -mm. What can I do? Well, I can ease off. And I can, you know, just, just let it go. Let it be. Right. Cause otherwise I'd be walking into work. I'd be pissed. I'd be coming home and it'd be a decent day, but the drive itself got me so freaking riled up. You know, I'd carry that freaking chip on my shoulder and not address it in the moment. And now since I've been addressing it in the moment and just breathing through it, like, right. Boom. That when took I, a long time guys, but practice that seriously. Oh yeah. When I lived on the East coast, no doubt there was, I, I do not have road rage. I have just <laughs> passive regular rage all the time. So like, <laughs> I think it just kind of comes out in the wash, honestly. But when I lived on the East coast, I actually could feel a, I don't know, like a cortisol spike every time I got in the car and it would last for like literally hours. Traffic mm -hmm. is a bear. It, it really, it really messes with people actually physically. So yeah, I think this is good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, so I'm, I was proud of myself. I was like, damn, like, look at you, look at you girl. Like, growth. Yeah. Personal growth. Uh, I did yeah. not do it that good, but I did it kind of good. So one thing I've noticed a lot is where the most conflicting values situations happens is mm -hmm. at work. If I'm working, I, it's usually when somebody else is trying to control my time, mm -hmm. how I spend my time. People are coming at me crazy lately, and that is not and my patience. And just expecting shit from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like to be real, it's not my patience. That's the context. You should come at me crazy if you're my patient. Like that is the context for it. Right. But I've got a lot of people kind of last minute sending me uh, requests. Not really requests. Like I, I need you to do this thing, and it needed to be done yesterday. You know, five minutes ago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like how I don't. I'm just going to say something. What in the world is going on with people and their respect level that they think that they can send you an email to get something done the same day? Like what in the right. world is yeah. that kind of... I, right. The audacity. Yeah. Literally yeah. the audacity. But that's the stuff that I find myself that is violating my values the most. And so... Because it's violating your boundaries. Exactly. Again, another, another, they're connected, guys. Pay attention. Yep. And my sense of freedom yep. and my sense of peacefulness. So... How I'm trying to reduce it is actually just kind of looking around at other <laughs> at other <laughs> options. I don't know that I'm going to try anything else, honestly. But 
just even the process of being like, you know, I don't have to put up with this if I don't want right, to. Right, right. You may think that this is urgent, but your lack of planning does not make a, an emergency for me. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah, those all those Charlies. So what are we talking about this week? Emotions. Tell me about your feelings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> these are, are feelings. We all know them. We all love them. And we all like to avoid them. Yes. This week emotions so honest question why do we even have emotions what's the purpose of these little gremlins they're really just guides you know they're really just here to give us information they try to keep us safe you know if you're walking down an alley you see a creepy guy you're like you get a little anxious you're a little scared you get that that you know the the hairs on the back of your neck pick up that's your emotions they're trying to keep you safe you know they tell us what we like what we dislike you know they tell us who we are and they're a means to connect and to communicate with people Yes. They are like any other sense. They are yeah. like our sense of sight, hearing, touch. They tell you about your environment and what mm. is going on in your environment. Yes. So you can respond appropriately to what is in your environment. These, This is the same with your feelings. They're data points that we need. We require them. That's why they even developed in That's the first place. That's why they exist. Yeah. Right. So if you're numbing out, you're basically closing off an entire sensory system. Yeah. 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 You cannot numb the bad and get to experience the good, unfortunately. Yep. It does not work that way. It's an all or none process as far as emotional experiences go. Yeah. They help us get things from other people too. And they help us help other people. They can help us, you know, so I use my emotions to help people all day. I read what's going on in my emotional experience. And I think, I wonder if that person is feeling the same emotional experience. Mm. And I can throw that hypothesis out there like, wow. Right. That statement that you said made me feel really sad for you. Are you also feeling sad? Are you also feeling guilty? Are you also feeling ashamed? They can yeah. help you connect. Right, definitely. Yeah. And 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 they can help you express yourself. You know, they can help resolve the conflict if you are willing to acknowledge and just talk about them. Absolutely. So what are the benefits of attending to emotions? We really just need we really need to acknowledge them. The benefits is if is getting to move on with your life. If you try to ignore them. If you try to stuff them, they're they're you're going to start tripping over that rug, guys. You're going to you're going to start they're going to start coming out bigger and stronger in random weird ways that they aren't supposed to. They're going to come out sideways. Oh, um, you know what? There's a really good um acceptance and commitment therapy metaphor for this that I just remembered. Oh yeah. Do you remember the feeding the hungry tiger metaphor? Have you heard that one? I mean, I've heard of different feeding. Go go with it though. Okay. <laughs> feeding the goat. What yeah, are we I heard I heard wolves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is a different one, but also okay. a very cool metaphor. So feeding the hungry tiger is about emotional avoidance. So let's say that you get a small little baby tiger that is super cute when it's little, and it comes up to you mewing and mewing, meow, 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 and you give it a piece of steak, and it goes away. And then it comes up to you mewing and mewing, and you give it another piece of steak, and it goes away. Soon it starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually you have to give it larger pieces of steak and you to are make it go away. Yeah. And you are literally consumed all day with the fear of when this tiger is going to come back and you have to do more and more grand things to make it go away until your whole day is spent trying to avoid this tiger, all of your time and energy, trying to feed it and trying to make it docile. Those are like emotional experiences. Yeah. If you attend to them when they're little and actually manage them when they're little, they don't always get bigger. But if you avoid them, you can spend so much time avoiding them that that amount of energy spent avoiding your emotional experience will actually end up taking over your life. Right. And it will prevent you from experiencing other emotions. Right. Yeah. Instead of actually avoiding that emotion, what you're doing is keeping yourself perpetually stuck in it by dwelling on it. Right. It's the same thing as saying, don't think of an elephant. <laughs> right like, yeah and now you're thinking of an elephant yeah. all day long that's uh -huh. what you're gonna think of don't think of it don't think of it, don't think of it. <laughs> even if you're not consciously doing it you're still that's still you're taking it. yeah yeah the it's, unconscious is a real thing people subconscious yeah it's subconscious unconscious part it of drives people. yeah yeah it drives some shit you have really pay attention it really does <laughs> it really does i think too a benefit of emotions is it helps to it is a form of intelligence. So emotional mm. IQ is a real thing. Yeah. And it can benefit you in your environment because you can more thoughtfully interact with it. Mm. And then you can get what you want out of it easier. 
right? So this is my little antisocial spike here. <laughs> but like, if Tell you're, me more. Right. If you're good yeah. at reading your own emotions, what happens is you get good at reading other people's emotions. That may, yeah. And then you can engage with them in a way that helps your environment become a little healthier. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, if you if you can acknowledge what you're experiencing and work through those things, then when you see that on the other person, you can be like, is this what's happening to you? And that in itself is validating. It's connecting. It's, you know, it, it they're going to be more inclined to open up and help you out because you just help them out by just simply validating what they were feeling. And and this is practical, too. So, like, yeah. let's think of a really practical situation like a job interview. Mm. If you can read your own emotional experience, then you know how to calm down for the job interview. You know what you're experiencing and you know how to get out in front of it. And if you are reading your own emotional experience, then you can read the person's in front right, of you. Right, right. Are they actually digging me or are they just totally turned off? And you can use those cues to move into what they'd want to hear in order mm. to hire you. Yeah. So again, there's my little spike, but <laughs> it's useful. I mean, like it it's is. a really actually useful way to think about it for those of us who maybe don't love to experience Definitely. emotions. So what are the consequences of, of not attending to those emotions, Sunny? Well, actually, you know what? I wanted to throw just a couple more okay, sorry. benefits. No big deal. Uh, you can attract people who are emotionally more aware. So you're going to, if you are more emotionally aware, you're going to attract people to you who are emotionally aware. You can get what you need physically, emotionally, financially, and you can experience the spectrum, which we already said. So you can experience right, more joy. Right. Instead of numbing out, you you can actually have moments of joy. Right. You know, right. you can have those really high highs because you've learned how to work through those low lows. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the consequences of not attending to emotions. Um, actually, I'll have you start. What do you, what do you feel like are the downsides? Uh, you're basically going to develop a mental health problem. That's, yeah. I that's mean, what it yeah. Is. you're going to get, you're going to have PTSD. You're going to have depression, anxiety, you know, <laughs> yeah. have conflicts with others, interpersonal struggles. Yes. Yeah. This is, you're going to end up in our chair. If you're yeah. lucky, if you're lucky. Yeah. And if you're unlucky, you will end up avoiding them for the rest of your life and feeling and you just, just live miserably shitty for some reason that you can't like put pinpoint. Mm -hmm. So the and it gets, so they'll build up on each other to such a giant ball of a mess that you can't even determine what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. You know? It, exactly. So basically like PTSD is characterized by avoiding fear-based emotions mm -hmm. and not attending to the memories and honoring what happened with your sadness, with your grief. And so and it ends up building up over time. Right. Depression and anxiety is often characterized by trying to avoid the negative emotions instead of process them. Yep. So if you are having, you know, sadness or or wallowing in it and not right. figuring out how to engage it in a healthy way. Right. Same with anxiety. If you've Oh, that's probably the metaphor you're talking about. If you're feeding the anxiety. Yeah. You want to tell them that metaphor, maybe the wolves. I don't know if I know it all like specifically, but it's basically like you have two wolves, you know, in, in your head, right? Mm -hmm. You have a wolf that's going to, that's, that's anxious. That's depressed. That's mean, kind of like the video game. You know, mm -hmm. you have one that's telling you bullshit, mean things that are not nice. And you have one that is, you know, quietly trying to push you along. Mm -hmm. And so you get to decide which wolf you're going to feed. Are you going to feed the wolf and pay attention to and focus on and dwell on that wolf that is always being a dick mm -hmm. or are you going to feed and pay attention to the other wolf because if you which whatever wolf you feed one's going to die right mm -hmm. one one's going to slowly become a weak little something that has nothing and mm -hmm. one's going to be really strong mm -hmm. so are you going to feed the ones that are uplifting that are encouraging that are like you got this man or are you going to feed the ones that tell you you can't do it right and and notice in this situation there's not an option to not feed any wolf. No, like, no, no. Those wolves are going to eat you if you don't feed them. Right. <laughs> You're going to have to attend to those emotions in some way. It's just acknowledging them, respecting them, and engaging them. It's yes. much better to engage them to avoid them. Definitely. And so, like Michaela said, a, a conflicts also arise when you don't have good control over your emotions, good right. understanding right. of them. You're going to blow up at some point, you know, after stuffing for so long, eventually it comes out sideways. Mm -hmm. Feeling stuck, feeling in a rut is another common sensation of not processing or understanding your emotions. Yeah. The most common thing that clients and people say to me when they come in is I feel stuck. I feel like I'm in a rut. I feel like I'm just treading water. Nothing excites mm. me. Nothing makes me feel anything. My family avoids me. I keep right. losing work. Right. These are signs that somebody is not processing their emotions. Yeah. Well. And there are some who are like, I like when I, when we get to this emotion discussion, they're like, I don't even know. Like I, 
I can't even identify what the hell I am feeling because again, they've been suppressing it and ignoring it and trying to numb it for so long that it's now this tangled web of crate. Like it's, it's a tangled web of multiple emotions. It's very complex and you have to pull one of those little, you know, you have to pull the string slowly and, and figure out what's, you know, where's this string from? What, like, <laughs> what's this one here? Yeah, hmm, this, this seems to be connected to that one. <laughs> right. Weird, weird ball of yarn instead of a straight line. Yeah. Right. We have to, and as therapists, we often end up following it, but you can actually do that yourself before it gets to that point. Right. Again, if you, if you address the little tiger when it's little, sometimes it, it just goes away. Can't grow. Yeah. yeah. So what types of people are more or less able to attend to their emotional experiences? Because there's, there's certain setups that, you know, yeah. not our fault. Right. But... Yeah. Again, we never want to blame anybody for, for what you're struggling with. We just want you to find that you can make a difference and you can change things. Right. Um, but yeah, if you've, ex if you've experienced or endured any kind of trauma, abuse, neglect, like uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, any of that kind of stuff, you're, you're definitely gonna, you're going to get lost in the sauce. Mm -hmm. And if, if you don't try to address that sauce before, for, you know, for years, it, it's going to, it's going to build. It will. Yeah. Childhood abuse, adulthood trauma, really, actually a really big one is childhood emotional neglect. Mm. So when nobody in the family express, I don't mean like childhood neglect, like you're not getting fed, although that could actually be something yeah, that does happen could be. And, yeah. and is problematic. But I mean, something as simple as childhood emotional neglect, where nobody asks you how you're feeling. Nobody pays attention to what you're saying when you do say something. Mm. Maybe nobody in your family knows how to express their feelings yeah. either. Yeah. And it's not so you don't talk about certain feelings. Like right. you're not allowed to experience anger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or you can only be happy. You can only interact with them if you are trying to be the happy person. Yeah. Put your little mask on. Right. And pretend it's all okay. Because otherwise I'm not paying attention to you. Right. And, and what that does is it doesn't actually facilitate happiness. It facilitates numbness. Yeah. And so people who arise out of situations with childhood neglect they often feel like i just can't right there's nothing there right. to access right really well and then you add add on top of that sometimes those those people who are in that 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 parent not only doesn't express emotions or doesn't accept you to have alternative emotions they also are kind of shaming mm. or whatever and so then um damn it i just lost my train of thought guys <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to actually pick up on that. Yeah, go. When they're shaming, what happens is you begin to experience emotions as paired with the sensation of shame. Mm. So if you do have an emotional experience, kind of what happens is you're like, okay, well, that's shitty. I definitely I shouldn't, shouldn't have, have that. that. Yeah. Yep. And I need to make it go away immediately. Right. There's other kind of... Right. Oh, there. Okay. I was thinking about like when you are in like a a gaslighting kind of parent. Oh, yeah. now, now not only can you not express your emotions, but whatever emotion you are experiencing is wrong. So now you're not even sure how to label it because to you, it feels, it feels like this, but you're being told that that's not what it is. Yeah. And so then you don't feel sad. Yeah. You're not sad. You're not sad at all. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And so then you get confused and you, and you, you struggle to actually know what you're feeling because this whole time you've been told that you were wrong. Mm -hmm. You were been told to not trust your instincts and to not actually acknowledge. Right. Right. That's where I was trying to go. Yeah, I love that. I love that. process just blew up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> they have to stop running. <laughs> and uh, another thing is culture. So in yeah. certain cultures, it's not appropriate to express emotions. Yeah. Like, I don't know, the Midwest. <laughs> so a lot of us are basically like, yeah, no, suck that up and, and move on and pretty much move on. I will say there are some... Um, some people who I've worked with who have came over from various like African mm -hmm. countries and they are not allowed to, you know, talk back to their parents. They're not like they can't even make eye contact mm. and express what they're feeling. So like not only is it just taboo, like it's taboo to say anything like yeah. unless you are told that you can do it or say it or whatever. Yeah. The, the authority line is very firm. Yeah. I've also seen with like Eastern Asian communities where it's like, the whole point is to main, maintain harmony and community. Mm. And if you're expressing that you're super, super angry, that's maybe not acceptable all right. the time in, in terms of maintaining harmony and community. So in that way, you could be repressing emotional experiences. Right. Definitely. Another thing that happens to make your emotional experiences hard to read is a prolonged ignoring of your values. Mm. So even if you're in adulthood, if you have to numb out to just get through a kind of low-key shitty situation. Right. 
then that'll do it. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. You're numbing out to go to that nine to five that you hate. That's a big chunk of your life that you are keeping numb. Right. Fun fact. Do you know what emotional numbing is called? Mm-hmm. The fancy scientific word? Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Alexithymia. Oh, you know what? I did. <laughs> you did, I did that, know that. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. That's for the audience members. I know you do that. I feel like I've heard you say that. I know. I, I've pretty much put it in my notes, but I, for for me to pronounce it, though, I guarantee I wouldn't have pronounced it correctly. I hope I would uh, Now I'm like second guessing. Who knows? So uh, we'll also go through a little bit today the different core emotions, what they mean, where you feel them in your body, and what they mean that you need. And that's what we really want to pay attention to, you guys. Your emotions tell you what you need. Right. Say it for the people in the back. <laughs> they tell you what you need. They tell you what you're needing. Yes. So, I'm and the have... more you can specifically define them, the better. You know, there are the umbrella terms of emotions like the happy, sad, mad, angry. But if you can be like, you know what? The reason I'm feeling angry is because I actually feel humiliated. Mm-hmm. Like that's the actual emotion that I'm experiencing is humil- humiliation, but I'm, I'm projecting it through anger. Yeah. Um, when you can dig back and find that, A, you're processing it, which is going to help you move forward and and not, you know, work through that thing or talk. To, and then you can go and talk to that person. And if you approach somebody and you're like, hey, I felt humiliated when you said this and this, they're going to be so much more responsive than if you walked up and said, hey, I feel really pissed that you said this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, that's not that's not a descriptor enough for somebody to actually listen to you. Unfortunately, those big umbrella terms are great, but they people are less likely to hear you. Yeah. The the umbrella terms of sad, happy, angry. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, just, and I'm sure you actually have a whole, whole handout on this, but. Oh, I have so many handouts. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Keyword anger is always, almost always related to some kind of fear or violation of a value. Like yeah. almost always. I know for myself, I mean, I'm low key enraged all the time, all <laughs> the time, all the time. But it's, if I'm being truthful, it's actually because I'm afraid a lot. And, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid of losing something or I'm afraid of not being able to perform something well. So keep in mind, guys, that if you're feeling, you know, just pissed off most of the time, it actually could be because you're afraid of failing or yeah. you're afraid of loss. Yeah. And so. And, and again, anger is basically a secondary emotion. I mean, you can be mad, but there's always some other emotion tied with that. Like mm-hmm. anger always has another emotion attached to it. So. That one particularly would behoove you to dig into. Behoove. <laughs> it's a two dollar word. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. So lay more on me. What, what about emotions? When you pay attention to what you are feeling in your body, you can better acknowledge and know what you're experiencing. Again, when people are so caught up and, and they're so numbed out, they don't know what they're experiencing. So start by backtracking by by connecting what's going on with your body. When you like, for instance, like your, your stomach and gut, a lot of times there are, it's like kind of the fear center, like a loss of control, um, giving up power. I did um, not know that. There can be like childhood abuse, like all that kind of gut stuff, grief. It, it hits you in the gut. I did not know that. I'm like having like deep realizations in this moment because most of the time, like, all day my tummy hurts yeah my tummy Some, hurts. somebody has violated us done something to us which without our permission like that's kind of where the gut is so the gut is okay let me get it straight again it's like fear in and its, old stuff kind and of old stuff yeah that it hangs on to okay yeah. Ugh. gross right realizations your your throat is like lack of trust mm-hmm. inability to speak feelings lack of nurturing kind mm. of stuff so it's it's basically like I can't speak what's true for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ironically, our shoulders are a burden area for responsibilities. Mm-hmm. We're carrying a heavy load, like literally just the weight of the world on your shoulders. That might be why your shoulders are aching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. You're feeling tense because you have so much going on. Yeah, that you feel like you can't always handle. Sure. Right. The heart area, kind of. It it also can be kind of grief in that area too. Um, emptiness, lack of love, helplessness. If you have a breakup, you can literally feel like you have a hole in your chest. Yeah. So that loneliness that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. People being cruel, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff sometimes can hit us in our heart. There's a reason why we talk about heartbreak because it yeah. literally feels like it's in your heart area. Right. Right. And it's a cue to those emotions. Yeah, it is. Guilt and shame and that kind of stuff is also kind of in the center area and, and, and rage. Um, like solar plexus sort of. Yeah. Like just below your rib line. Right. 
ironically, like kind of your butt area is lack of support, like lack of emotional support. <laughs> I got plenty of support there. <laughs> um, and, and kind of like the groin is kind of like a survival area too. Um, like violation, like some sexual stuff, potentially, um, betrayal, um, whether it's yourself or others, re- uh, rejection, criticism that can all kind of be in the, in groin, that, in the groin area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so if you're having disturbances in these places or you're feeling any types of feelings, you might just start there and be like, hey, is this associated with any particular kind of feeling? It's not a hard and fast rule, but it's something to look at. Right. I mean, and ultimately, it doesn't necessarily even have to be the body center. Like, there are just basic signs and behaviors. You know, if I'm angry, I'm I'm feeling hot, my heart's racing, maybe I'm trembling, maybe I'm arguing, maybe I'm raising my vo- voice. Mm-hmm. If I'm anxious, maybe I'm avoiding, maybe I'm catastrophizing which means, you know, making the worst possible case scenario. Maybe I'm having digestive issues or headaches or muscle tension or nail biting or pacing, sweating, that stuff all anxiety related. Right. And it it seems simple, I think, to when I ask somebody like, how do you feel? I think a lot of times it's simple to give, like Michaela said earlier, the umbrella definition. Right. But you're going to get that more subtle feeling when you look at, okay, How's my body doing? What are my behaviors? And what is my kind of like passive bodily actions like heartbeat, breathing rate, sweating, those sorts of things. Clenching of the muscles or fists or, you know, jaw. All those things tell you. Tell you lots of information. Even like what your face is doing. Even your facial expression. I have no control over my face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At all. (laughs) So yeah, it tends to sneak out of me. Yeah. So often like it'll read on my face, even if I don't always feel it first. And guys, I know that it might seem simple, but even therapists actually have a hard time labeling the subtleties of their emotional experience. So what we're saying is even if you feel like, you know, emotionally what's going on and what you need, actually take a beat, beat and try this. Right. Actually dig into it. Like if it is an uncomfortable emotion that you are not enjoying, dig into it. Like don't, don't lean back lean forward mm. <laughs> lean back lean back no just lean forward, lean forward. <laughs> yeah like so and and like so sadness depression that kind of stuff you might have apathy your eating might change you might be crying difficulty concentrating um just fatigue irritability loss of interest in activities sleep problems social isolation you know all those things are signs they are pay signs. attention they are signs absolutely there i talk to clients and i say these things are like the dashboard on your car, like your mm. check oil light will come on yeah. or you're running out of gas light will come on and it lets you know what do you actually need. So I also wanted to add that there are some researchers have identified core emotions and the main core emotions are happy, obviously. And mm-hmm. then there are shades of that. So like, right. let's say that there was happiness and then it was different shades of red and those shades of red could be joy, content, peacefulness, mm-hmm. etc. There's sad, let's say that's blue, and those things would be more like lonely, vulnerable, despairing, etc. Um, let's say a third emotional profile is anger, and that could be enraged, uh, disgruntled, and another big emotional umbrella is disgust. Mm. So that's tied with things that you feel like shouldn't have happened. And again, violations, right? Fear, uh, is so terror would be a subtle emotion. Discomfort would be a subtle emotion that's under the umbrella of fear. Surprise. We can put that as an umbrella and things like excitement or, um, like a feeling of novelty would be under surprise. Shame is Basically, embarrassment would be under shame mm-hmm. and shame. Oh, buddy. Dude, shame should be its own thing. Sh- I, we I could have a pull ass. Yeah, on. shame and guilt, I feel like, are something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. They struggle to get past those. Most of the time when we see people in our office, it's because <laughs> I have a coworker who says that they built a shame palace and oh. they, they, they just built extra wings in their shame palace. Like, we, we all have a lot of things that we're ashamed about, but when you've got extra building space (laughs) then that's when you often end up in therapy and he also says that shame dies in the light it does and going to therapy often helps with processing that shame. yeah because a lot of times that shame is again related to others perceptions right which which is, is when you break it down you know at the time 
you were doing the best you had or could do with the situation and knowledge, you know, you were thrown into something and, and you tried to handle it to the best that you could. And there's nothing shameful about any of that. Right. right. Um, or somebody did something to you and there's nothing shameful about that. You didn't, that wasn't your fault. Right. Um, it's not your fault, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, and there's three more. So pride, embarrassment, and excitement are all other emotions that can be umbrella terms. Mm -hmm. I also like, so there are, I'm not, okay, I, I'm decent with math, but I'm not like a math whiz, okay? Most people with the, who have therapists are not great with math, but there are kind of like emotional equations mm -hmm. that can help you even, even when you identify your specific emotion, that can still be broken down. <laughs> oh, okay. So like- <laughs> I need help. So like disappointment. Okay. That's you're breaking that down. Like maybe you felt angry and you're like, you know what? No, I was actually disappointed, but you know what disappointment is? It's your expectations minus reality. Mm. You had high expectations. Reality did not meet that expectation. And therefore you are disappointed. Mm, I love that. Boy, expectations are a whole nother podcast too. <laughs> Right. Because yeah. how we expect the world to be and how things play out ends up creating so much negative emotion. So if we try to, I wouldn't say totally eliminate expectations and not even no. lower them, but approach the world with curiosity yes. rather than go with I, the flow jellyfish. Yeah. Go with the flow jellyfish. <laughs> Instead of just putting your expectations on it, you end up being a lot less disappointed. Right. Right. Um, jealousy is mistrust over self-esteem. So you're having some trust issues and you're having some low self-esteem. Ooh, I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. Hey, Josie. <laughs> Anxiety is uncertainty times powerlessness. You're feeling powerless and you're feeling uncertain, which is creating anxiety. Boy, yeah, lack of control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, regret, disappointment plus responsibility. Oh. So you're disappointed with, with what happened, plus you felt responsible for what happened and thus you are experiencing regret wow. when maybe it wasn't even your responsibility, but that's how you feel, man. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense that they can kind of combine into different shades. Yeah. Like even, so this isn't really an emotion, but like, uh, being like a workaholic, you know, it, that tends to equal, what are you running from over? What are you living for? Oh, buddy. Boom. Stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting real. This is getting real. Uh Oh, uh, Flow equals skill over challenge. Flow, so, like, like as in your, in your flow state. You're in your flow state. So you're, therefore you're putting your skills over the challenge. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'd like to be in there more. Right. Narcissism equals okay. self-esteem like two times, times entitlement. So you have like doubled the self-esteem plus times your entitlement equals narcissistic behaviors what yeah yeah i know basically what i'm saying is even when you've already broken down that emotion you can break it down further right there's always more exploration that can be done right so what are some skills to help regulate and process these emotions to keep you in the sweet spot of being effective well again i think it goes to being curious about that emotion you know really trying to ask like what is this emotion telling me Again, they're signs, they're indicators. They aren't here to fuck your shit up. They're here to, to guide and support you. Yeah. Um, they only fuck our shit up when we don't address or acknowledge them. Yeah. We strongly recommend the first place you start is awareness building. Yes. So you could do that with journal exercises, like writing down three emotions that you experienced in the day. And then mm -hmm. what did you need? What was the need associated with that emotion? So for example, let's say... Michaela, that I woke up today and I was feeling sad and anxious and a little irritable. What mm -hmm. could that mean? What could those three emotions mean that I need? I think I would start with seeing if there is any remnants of the previous day that mm -hmm. is still up in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it could mean that you need some, you need some solitude yeah. and, and some time to explore. Right. Explore those roots. Yeah. Or it could mean that I need uh, social support from somebody, or mm. it could mean that I need to have a joyful day and get a really good meal. Right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But they're telling me that uh, something isn't going well. Right. Certainly. Basically, listen to your emotions. So, bitterness shows us where you need to heal and where you're still holding judgments onto others and yourself. 
Gotcha. Um, resentment shows that you're living in the past and not allowing the present to be as it is. Mm -hmm. Anger shows what you're passionate about, where your boundaries are and what you believe needs to change about the world. Right. Right. These Um, are useful. They are. Guilt helps you understand the person that you do not want to be. It gives you the opportunity to forgive yourself in order to move on. Mm -hmm. Shame shows that you're internalizing other people's beliefs about who you should be or who you are and that you need to reconnect with yourself. I like that. That goes back to the values. Right. Yeah. Again. So listen to your emotions, guys. Dig into it and and really ask yourself why why am i what what is this uncomfortable emotion and what is it what is it actually trying to do for me like it's trying to project you into the future to be happier and healthier right but it's not it's it's going to weigh you down if you don't if you don't dig into it right so exercises again could include being becoming aware of it journaling about it a mindfulness exercise you can download a quick breathing app mm. and just notice how your emotions are flowing as you are breathing what's yes. coming up for you you can google a list of emotion words and just have them with you and label them as they're coming up right you can practice telling somebody you love your emotions yeah which is a whole nother one it is and i will say when you are trying to dig into that uncomfortable emotion step 1 with all of this stuff is to do some type of body relaxation whether it's breathing or meditation if that emotion sometimes we we need that distance so that we can dig into it and when our body is heightened and active with that emotion like taking over it's hard to think clearly um the the you know that fight or flight the amygdala part of our brain is totally driving the bus with that emotion And the only way we can engage the frontal cortex, that thinking part of our brain, is by calming our body down. And once our body is calm, then we can explore what we're actually feeling and thinking. Right. And we can notice where our body wasn't calm, and that can tell us our emotions too. Right. So these are, I mean, obviously you can see that there are a number of skills that you could use. Right. Basically, what we're trying to say is we want you to go from emotional bypassing to emotional processing. So emotional bypassing is is the shoving it under the rug. So just look on the bright side, smile and let it go. We don't want you to be doing that sort of shit. Yeah. That's that's toxic positivity. It doesn't it work. It is. Instead, you need to be asking yourself, what is my anger, fear, sadness trying to tell me? Emotional bypassing. This isn't worth crying about. Get over it. When actually emotional processing is letting yourself cry because tears release stress hormones and it serves a purpose. Like, I you need to complete the stress response cycle. You, yeah, you need to complete the response cycle. I don't know how many times, if, if you are somebody who, who doesn't cry, I encourage you to try to let yourself do it. Because when you actually reach the point where you're kind of like, <gasps> you know, that mm-hmm. final final thing, there's a there's a wave of, of stress hormones that goes through your body and actually helps relax your body. Let me give the, some tips to the audience on this one, because I, I do not cry. It's very rare for me to cry. Oh, man, I'm a ball baby. Oh, man. Michaela says, <laughs> Michaela saw me crying yesterday. I do not think she knows how rare of an event that Aww, actually is. That, yeah, I don't do I that. I feel so special now. Yeah, you are very special. I do not do this thing. But if you are like me and you have a hard time accessing the, the cry cries, what you can do is put on like music or movies that lubricate mm. the pathway that you, you know could kind of yeah. like start Just you watch to that cry. first part of Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's the end of a beautiful mind. I Aww. Oh my God, I can't like for whatever reason that movie totally gets me and so if you can kind of like get the cry juice going right the cry fluids then it might actually help you to process out the rest of the negative emotional reactions. right all the other stuff you're feeling anyway I interrupt yeah. you. Go on. no 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 good so like another bypassing example is like i should just be grateful it wasn't that big of a deal Ooh. no you can be grateful and validate your truth and your story you mm-hmm. can be both you don't have to say that just because i have these great things going on and somebody else maybe has it worse that doesn't mean that what you experienced was not shitty and awful. Exactly. Precisely. Right. Um, I'll just throw myself into work and stay busy. That's bypassing. No. Emotional processing is how can I create space for coping without burying? Uh, stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's, I mean, again, you can choose whichever one of these feels most interesting to you. And it doesn't super matter, right? Either one could work but it's the one that you feel most motivated towards and it's the one that you feel most interested in would be the one that we would choose. 
So based on that, Michaela, what do you think you're going to try for homework for the emotional stuff? I, I do think that I'm going to, I am going to try to communicate a little bit more. I, sometimes I have, I, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at processing my emotions myself, but I've, I've kind of become a little bit of a little island. Um, no way. Yeah. <laughs> right. So weird. Um, so I am going to try to open up a little bit more with those that I feel close to about how I am feeling about certain things instead of just stuffing it. Because sometimes I just, I just process it myself and then I just move forward, but there's still a little bit of resentment because I didn't open up about it. So basically the benefit of that is you feel better over time. You have less resentment and right. maybe better communication. Exactly. Could be true. Again, it opens it, when you open up and express your emotions that often leads to others opening up and expressing theirs. Oh, damn straight. I actually think my homework is going to be a little similar to that. So one thing that's been really interesting in editing this podcast <laughs> is I can tell. You're such a saint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No worries. No worries. No worries. I can tell. I'm not tech savvy. I'm so thankful. <laughs> well, you're gonna. We're gonna work on this. Yeah, we're gonna work on this together. But um, one thing that I've noticed in editing the podcast is I listen to myself, and I can actually. So I know what I was experiencing at the time emotionally when I'm talking, but I can tell that I don't actually sound like that. Mm. I don't sound like I'm experiencing sadness. I don't sound like I'm experiencing joy or anger or anything. And I've been told I'm kind of hard to read. And so I'm going to work on just like try to be a human more. <laughs> you just talked about how your face like gives everything away, but yet you're hard to read. Yeah. This mm. is the weird part. Like yeah, yeah. I think that my face gives everything away. And I think if you look at my face, you can tell that you can tell. But what I am learning is that other people don't feel that way about me. Maybe they just aren't good at reading. Things. See, that's what I'm freaking saying. <laughs> that's what I'm freaking saying. I feel like I get you, but maybe that's, I don't know. So maybe, but, uh, I don't well, know. maybe I don't that's two Either islands. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two islands. But I think what I'm going to try to do is actually just put the emotion word to it so yeah. it makes it easier because I think I'm relying on other people to pick up on. Yeah, pick up on things. And those are my closest relationships, to be fair. People do often pick up on things who I really love and I'm close to, but I think that others wouldn't. And, right. and it's not their responsibility to pick up on things. Yeah. It's your responsibility to communicate them. Right. So I'm just going to lay it out there or I'm going to try to lay it out there. At least basic ones, I'm very afraid of showing my emotions for the most part because of rejection because of safety actually oh, i have uh, had a bad history of sharing emotional experiences and people don't respond well to them mm -hmm. so i think what i'm basically going to do is try to share some more basic emotional experiences this week and just kind of get the lay of the land of how people are going to respond to them i dig it don't know if it's going to go well but we'll see all right so michaela quick question why does a duck have tail feathers I don't know. You got me. To hide its butt quack. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, You're welcome. Oh, uh, shoot. Okay, guys. So that's the pod today. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome for that sonic bliss. And uh, <laughs> we'll bring you next week some deliciousness for your ear portals. Have a good Yay. one. Bye. Peace. Bye.